The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. If your student is going to live on campus, they will need twin extra long sheets. The first thing people get wrong. The first thing people get freaked out about. The majority of students who enroll in college don't graduate in four years. Is my kid going to make friends? Are they going to fit in? Are they going to find their people at college? Are they going to fail a class? Between Beth and I, we have worked in higher education for 50 years. We really think that there's some opportunity for some great dialogue. From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Twin XL. Now here's your hosts, Laura DeVoe and Beth Grampetro. So it's uh, Thanksgiving break. It is. Yeah. And you know what I call that? I do. It's a holiday. Yeah. It's the national holiday of the freshman breakup. It is. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. And that's why. Hearts, hearts are breaking right now all across the U.S. Literally. this week <sighs> when when students come home and say to the love of their lives from high school, I think we should just see the other, other people. people. I need to ask you guys, sorry, this is producer Dave jump, yeah. jumping in already. Sorry yeah. to invade, but no, my it. heart skipped because my son is on his way to college next year. And is is madly in love with his girlfriend. Yeah. And I'm sure they think they're going to last forever. So we I just should have, have them on the forward. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of that. By the time they walk out of here, it's like, eh, this isn't worth it. No. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that my college, my, my roommate from my first year is married to her high school boyfriend. But they did break up for a while. Yeah. And then get back together. So things happen. You never know. Yeah. Well, but, they, go, they go off yeah. to school and they see what the options are i always like do i do the hamburger analogy do i do the why hamburger? not why not okay <laughs> so your high school boyfriend or girlfriend is like a hamburger there's nothing wrong with it it's tasty it's satisfying and at certain times you say this is the best damn hamburger i'm ever gonna have and then you go to college and it's like a buffet and you get to try all kinds of different foods and Things that you've never experienced before. You're like, oh my God, is that spices? Like, I've never had spices before. And then you try things that are, is that flan? What's flan? That's far better than burgers. And, you know, so you try all these different things. And then you get home and you look at the hamburger and you go, I just want flan. I just want flan. I keep having flan. Or, but then I always used to say to students, like, but don't make a pig of yourself at the buffet <laughs> because there's always too much. But, you know, so it is so you're, it, it is highly likely that if your kid went off to college with a, a hometown, we'll call it a hometown. A hometown significant other. Yes. They are going to come back and go, you're not as awesome as I thought you were. Or, or alternately, you are awesome, but... The logistics of us suck. continuing this totally suck. Right. So that really lengthy analogy is to introduce you to the fact that this is Twin XL. <laughs> yes. That's Laura. Yeah. I'm and, Beth. Yes. And we are here to talk about break. Yeah. As in, <clears throat> it is about to be Thanksgiving here in the U.S. Yeah. Shout out to our international <laughs> listeners who don't have that happening. Yes. Um, but in the U.S., most of the colleges, uh, the college where I work is actually off all week. Mm-hmm. Some some places do that. Most others will start Wednesday. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, for some students, this is the first time that they are going home all fall semester. And then within a couple weeks, actually pretty quickly this year because Thanksgiving falls so late, Mm -hmm. the fall semester, if your student's school is on a semester schedule, which most are, the fall semester is going to end like two or three weeks after Thanksgiving break. And then they're going to be home potentially for like a month Mm -hmm. for some of you, which is a real interesting time. When I was a first year student, um, by the end of my winter break, I definitely got into a screaming fight with my mother and literally stormed out of the house and said I was never coming back. Yes. Hi, mom. I did go back. <laughs> my mom doesn't listen to this. No, she I don't, doesn't. I don't think so. No. My dad listened to a couple episodes. <laughs> do you have to? Do you have to swear? <laughs> Lori, do you Lori, have to swear so Lori, much? We need to talk about your mouth. Like <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so we wanted to talk today about how you the parents and family members can can do this break yeah. thing and maybe not have it end with your obnoxious teenage daughter <laughs> storming out of your house telling you she's never coming back exactly you need to realize i'm when i'm in school i'm an adult <laughs> and i know what i'm doing it's like you don't trust me i you hate don't this place trust, yeah. i hate you <laughs> Can you add $7,500 more to my card before I leave? Mom! <laughs> Honestly, I knew better than to ask for money on the way out because no. I would be dead. No. Like, they would literally throw a hatchet at would, you. This, this show would not exist. No. Um, so, <sighs> yeah. So, we, <laughs> we're a little, we're a we're little punchy little, today. We're a little punchy um, and I've had... Everyone's venti latte before I came in here at four o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) So everyone's excited for vacation, including us. So we want to talk a little bit. So we we did mention, of course, the the notion that a lot of relationships that carried over from high school and from home Mm -hmm. uh, do not make it past Thanksgiving. Another school I worked at, one of my colleagues used to call it the annual turkey drop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which... (laughs) Implies that the significant other is a turkey, which is kind of rude. But um, I think a lot of times, yeah, sometimes it is all these new options and sometimes it truly is the logistics of, you know, if, and we've talked about this before in the context of just family and friends at home, that if a student isn't connecting with people on campus, if they're spending all their time like back in their room, making phone calls home, you know, FaceTiming with their boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever it might be, they're not, they're not engaging on their own campus. And so... Oftentimes, you just have students who say, like, you know, I still care about this person, but Mm -hmm. we're, like, several states away or across the country from one another, and it's Mm -hmm. just not logistically possible. Right. Um, So that's certainly one thing to think about um, that you might be observing when your student comes home for the break, that Mm -hmm. they may break up with someone or be broken up with, and that can certainly be a challenge. And be ready for that. And there's also the piece of when they come back and they see their friends, like, you know, I've seen students, I knew you were going to pull this up. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. One of the greatest episodes in the history of sitcoms, WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. Turkey okay. drop. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen, what a sight. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's, uh, those can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're turkeys! Oh, Johnny, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes! Oh, I just went to the windshield of a parked car! Oh, this is terrible, but 
running around pushing each other. Oh my goodness! Oh the humanity! Oh, people are running about. Oh, the turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement. <laughs> So before I get into this, because we've gone completely pretty, off pretty, the rails. Pretty genius someone figured out how to how to <sighs> satirize the Hindenburg. God. You know? I mean, that's not an easy task. I will say this. I went to Cincinnati for a wedding. I think it was now like five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. And all I wanted in Cincinnati was a WKRP and Cincinnati t-shirt. Not one damn place sold them. I mean, not even at the airport where you would expect it. Nowhere. There's, there's a lot of places that are just missing they're really clutch like, merch opportunities but anyway anyway <laughs> but you know you go home and sometimes you go out you know like to the gas and sip with your friends just like in high school and you're there with your friends and you're looking at them and this is the first time you've all been in one place and this will happen to your kids they'll all get back they'll all be in one place together yeah they've been interacting online they've been you know texting and all that but you have these moments where you're actually having deeper conversations and these face-to-face conversations. And I've seen students come back and say, I've moved on mm-hmm. and my friends have not. And that is, that is not just a, an emotional breakup with one person. That's, an, a, that's a breakup with your past reality. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a tough thing for your kids to wrap their heads around because they're assuming that their friends are moving at the same pace they are, or they're not even considering that they're moving at a pace that might be um, different than the people who they spent all this time time with in high school. Uh, so, so that's something they need to really be aware of as parents is that your kids are going to come in and, and they're not going to necessarily be the same person that they were when they left. And that's a, it's a challenge as Laura said, like if this is the first time they're seeing a lot of their friends from home in person, Mm -hmm. it's really the relationships that we have in high school. A lot of them are relationships of circumstance, right? Like we live in the same neighborhood. Our parents are friends. We go to the same school. Mm -hmm. We play on the same basketball team, whatever those things might be. And college is really a time when people are making friends still somewhat related to circumstance, but more because of shared interests or shared beliefs or, Mm -hmm you know, just different, different things that are not quite as, uh, arbitrary as high school. So that's definitely a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, Laura and I also, you know, the whole reason that we started this podcast kind of came out of this group that we did with, um, with some parents of first year college students Mm -hmm. last year. And we got to have a conversation with them after their kids first Thanksgiving break home. (laughs) It was amazing. And here's some stuff from these folks about like how that first break went. Yes. So we want to talk a little bit anonymously, of course, about we're not going to out anybody. We will not be outing anyone and their children, but about some of the things that happened. Yes. Um, So tell us about the party, Laura. So there was one, one parent (laughs) and they said, you know, we want to, uh, there's their child went off to school and said, you know, I want to have some folks over from my old team, uh, from my old high school. Uh, we're all going to get together because we're in Massachusetts and, and the weekend after Thanksgiving tends to be a big kind of rally point for these high schools to have these almost mini reunions. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I want to get my team together and we want to, um, then go off to the, the Thanksgiving weekend, um, game together. But, um, can we have a party? Um, one of the nights and she's like sure and she's like well how many people no it's not gonna be that many just a handful of people and then so she's there in the house as the door keeps flying open and 
more and more people come in and it turns into, you know, very much like hand over your keys, hand over your keys, hand over your keys. And all of a sudden she has 50 kids in the house and, you know, women coming in, sleeping in rooms, this whole thing, just not what she was expecting at all. And then the rest of the weekend, uh, their, their child was off with their friends. So the amount of time actually spent in the house was minimal. The party took up most of the time and aggravation. And the other siblings had two younger siblings who really were looking forward to seeing their oldest sibling in the house wasn't around. Mm -hmm. And so there was this, you've come here, you've wrecked the house. You've had this like, you know, bacchanalia in the house (laughs) while I'm, you know, and now you've put me in a weird situation overall. I'm not happy about this. And you're pissed off your younger siblings because they were actually really looking forward to seeing you and you've done nothing to hang out with them. And so, you know, after that was over, we talked to her about, you know, what are you, what are you going to do for, for December break, which is coming up. And I, you know, we coached her into this idea of you got to spend some time really thinking about what you want to get out of that break and that idea of look your younger siblings are missing you you need to have some time that is just for them because that's a priority this is a family that does game nights and goes on family vacations and things like that they actually enjoy each other you know which is which is very wholesome and i could just you know i'm like literally like that's great give me my gin and tonic Um, (laughs) but but you know but i mean but it but in all all seriousness this is something that's extraordinarily important (laughs) to this family and they build a lot of wonderful memories around these these shared experiences and I think it was in her head and she knew it was in her head that when her oldest came back, that they were going to have this great Thanksgiving weekend of shared experiences. And when that didn't happen, that really set her up and put her into a tailspin. Um, but she's smart enough and she was able to kind of redirect for the weeks, uh, weeks ahead to say, this is what's going to happen during the, the break and kind of laid it down and said, not acceptable. We're not doing that again, mm-hmm. um, which is perfectly appropriate. And I would absolutely coach people to do that as well. Definitely. Yeah. There's also the possibility that, you know, your student may come back and tell you they don't want to go back to school. Yes. <laughs> they may come back from for Thanksgiving or at the end of the semester to say, it's not going well, no. and I don't. I don't want to be there anymore. No. Um, we're going to talk a little bit later on in the episode about how to like interrogate that situation and what to do because it's yeah. a little bit complex, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I think we want to talk about in a in a short while as well is about what do you do if they come home, and this I think happened to another parent in our group that their kid like came home and just slept the entire time. Yeah. And it's like, what if your kid comes home and they're kind of a mess? Yeah. Like they're either kind of mentally or physically or both just really right. wrung out. Yep. And is that normal Yeah. or not? And, and, and how to kind of, <clears throat> what do you do with that? And we've seen that where the students will come back and the parent, I, I mean, I've gotten the calls, you've gotten the calls. My kid came home for four days and I did not see them because they were literally sleeping the entire time. And that says, first and foremost, we have an episode on sleep hygiene. Go back and listen to it. Um, but these kids are, you know, they're way overtaxed in terms of their time and their lives. And they're not doing what they need to do to stay, to stay um, 
you know, centered in terms of what, <laughs> what it is, you know, basic sleep is important. And that says to you that your child needs some coaching moving forward and that that December break may be a really good time to reboot their system. So we're going to break for a moment. And then when we return, we will start talking about how you plan for a good and not terrible break. Yes. Twin XL is supported by Fortify Associates, LLC, a boutique consulting firm providing organizational services to higher education, not-for-profits, and for executive managers looking to optimize their business processes with an eye on staff engagements and efficiencies. Learn more about Fortify Associates through their website at fortifyassociates.com. Fortify Associates, taking your organization from good to great. All right, so we're back. And uh, so we want to talk a little bit about how you prepare for the break. So right now you may be listening to this in the car, uh, traveling either to or from your Thanksgiving destination uh, or after that. But think about this for your December break because your Thanksgiving break might might be a little too late, okay? And it may have gone well. You right. Know, I mean, there may, like, I know we're sort of framing this as like, here it's are the many, a- there are the disasters <laughs> that are going to happen. I, I think landmines. it's, I think it's very, <clears throat> very typical for it to be a bit bumpy because it is often the first right. visit or the first like extended visit. Right. So I, I think our, our intention here in talking about the rockiness is not to be like, it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. And like, make you feel bad about it but I think more to make you feel okay about it Mm -hmm. that like if your kid comes home and you are like I don't even like this version of this person that has come home (laughs) they're kind of a jerk this is not going the way I planned it that's all right um it's probably happening to a lot of people Mm -hmm. but whether it went well or not um it is a great time just to begin thinking about the next the winter break and even the following summer yes um which we're going to talk about a bit um especially because those are longer mm-hmm. and also they most schools will have a spring break as well yep. so there are going to be more times when your student may return home for an extended period of time and we're just going to talk in this segment a little bit about what kinds of conversations should you have and what kinds of expectations can you set so that things run smoothly yes so I want to go back to what we were talking about right before the break, which is sleep. Yeah. Um, I've had a few conversations with students just recently before the break about going home and trying to use the time at home during this week to get on a regular sleep schedule before they return for the last push of the semester. Um, this is an especially good thing to push for the winter break. Um, and I would say, you know, maybe set some parameters because it's going to be very tempting for them, even if they, even if they're doing a pretty good job of not like pulling all nighters all the time at right. school, they're probably not on a great schedule all the time. No, and it it's a good thing to kind of say to them, look, when you get home for winter break, if your family, for example, celebrates Christmas, not everyone does, mm-hmm. but you may set a parameter of like you are allowed to like sleep in and take all the naps you want and be a giant slug until December twenty sixth, mm-hmm. and starting that day. I need you to like get up and leave the house at least once a day, you know, whatever, whatever needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is not to like, I I mean, I also want to say biologically speaking, Mm -hmm. your students are still um, in a phase of their lives where their circadian rhythm does not make them tired until late at night. So you can't, you cannot impose like a, 
9 p.m. bedtime on a on a college age adult, it's not going to work. No, but I need a circadian w- rhythm. Circate. What is the word? Circadian. Circadian yes. rhythm. Circadian rhythm is your is like your sli- your body's rhythm between sleep and wakefulness. And it sounds like a Carol King song. It- <laughs> circadian. I love rhythm. I love Carol King. Um, but <laughs> looking down on me. Yes, there's, I'm, I'm of course, <laughs> of course I'm forgetting what it's called, but there is a specific term for, for like teenagers and young adults. They just don't get tired until no. like after 10 PM. Yeah. Um, so it's not that you can push that, but I think you can set some parameters around like, Hey, we're not going to spend every day from like December 20th through January 15th lying on the couch all day long. Right. That's not a thing we will be doing in this house. And give them something to do. If there's younger siblings and they have routines that they are trying to do, now is your time to say, okay, kiddo, you're going to be driving your younger sibling to whatever they need to be doing. Or I need you to go to the supermarket and grab some stuff for me tomorrow. Give yourself a break while they're there so that you can kind of give them some some tasks and some uh, items to be working towards. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, in a bit about summer. Um, but if it's possible that they are coming home for the summer, say, I need you to do some things over winter break to plan for the summer. And if that's go out, start finding out what it takes to get some internships or jobs in the neighborhood, um, start Start having those conversations and do that work. Um, they so. may also have a job that they want to return to during yes. the winter break. Like I know um, when I was in college and returned home for lengthier breaks like winter and summer, um, I had jobs that I was luckily able, to, you know, I had a retail job that my people there were willing to take me on for a short period of time because I yeah, had been there reliable. before. Yep. And retail in January is a little bit coming down off of the holidays, but usually there's big, you know, semi-annual sales and stuff yep. like that. So there can be short-term things. Maybe they babysat for a local family and that yep. would be thrilled to have them back for a couple of weeks. Um, but finding finding something for them to sort of have a purpose in between the semesters yep. especially is it can be really key to making the whole experience mm-hmm. more pleasant for the entire family. And while the money is great, it may not be enough to even pay off their books for the next semester, <laughs> but um, it's not even necessarily about the money. Um, it's about the structure, yes. and uh, which is important. Um, there may also be, um, depending on where you are and how long your kid's break is, um, the local community college may have an ex- have a uh, opportunity to uh, take a consolidated uh, or a condensed, excuse me, um, class um, that could either help them get caught up or ahead in a certain class. Uh, so that might be something they're interested in doing because it just kind of keeps the the you know mental memory uh, type of stuff going on uh, in a way that's more productive than than maybe uh, simply hanging out on social media for three weeks. Another thing that is great to do during this break is does your kid need a doctor's appointment? Yeah. Do they need a haircut? Yeah. Do they need to like any of that kind of stuff that yeah. yes. <laughs> everyone needs a haircut. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's always the worst time to go to the salon, by the way, it, or the barbershop. January? It's January because oh. people oh, are all coming back and they're it's like, the worst time uh, to go to the gym. The, the gym. Because everyone's uh, yeah, well, a New Year's resolution. Yeah, New Year's resolution. Um, yes. 
But this is the time if they, you know, they, they probably have, have access to these things at their school, but if they have like, let's say a specialist for some medical thing that they mm-hmm. usually see at home or they need new glasses or, yes. you know, they really like their hairstylist at home or whatever. Like this is like take advantage of being at home and do these things to say how old I am. That's when I'd go get my permanent. Oh my god! <laughs> and smell like rotten eggs yeah, for, like three rotten eggs for three days. Exactly. Oh my god! Get my perm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of structure, um, <laughs> speaking of bad hair, speaking of yeah. bad hair and yeah. structure, yeah. um, you know, we talked a bit in the beginning about some families that experienced unexpected things, um, yeah. when their students came home for Thanksgiving, like throwing a party and not seeing the kid the whole weekend. And it's a great idea, especially for the lengthier winter break to have a conversation before they come home, maybe even during this weekend Mm -hmm. to say, you know, when you're home for winter, like maybe there's specific family events that you expect them to be at, Mm -hmm. or maybe you'd like to set up some things to say, Hey, I know you're going to want to see friends and like do your own thing, but let's make a plan that at least once a week, we're going to do X thing as a family. There also should be some conversation about when what you expect from them in terms of when they come home at night. Mm-hmm. I have in my notes here, I just put curfew, curfew LOL, LOL, because um, <laughs> good luck. But, yeah. but I think, you know, and this is, again, it's your family. You need to figure out what works for you. I would expect that it would be pretty difficult to impose a curfew on a student who has just spent an entire semester coming and going as they please. Mm-hmm. But it's perfectly reasonable to say, hey, kiddo. You, you're living here temporarily while you're home on break. I would just like to know if you're coming home or not, or mm-hmm. when you're going to come home, you know, like, right. especially nowadays, like just text, like yeah. ex- set that expectation that you'll get a text letting you know, like, Hey, I'm staying out late with X person or I'm crashing at so-and-so's house, whatever. Again, you have to set your parameters, but I, I don't know if I would uh, try to do a solid, like, be home by 11 because that would probably just right. start a conflict. A better conversation to have rather than say my expectation is for you to get home at this time is on their way out the door or earlier in the day say, oh, I, yeah, you're going out with Dave tonight. Great. What time should I expect you home? Mm-hmm. And and that be well, if they say, well, what time do you want me home? It's like you're an adult. I just want to know. Mm-hmm. So that way I'm not worried. Yeah. And. That's perfectly appropriate conversation because it starts to bridge that idea that you are an adult, you are somebody that I trust and having that opportunity. Now, the other thing is making sure that <clears throat> it is uh, well, they are well aware, as Beth said, about any family obligations coming up, but also not only that they have to be there, but what is your expectation of them as it pertains to that? So, you know, uh, people sometimes what happens during these times is okay we have to go visit grandma and we are going to be moving grandma into a assisted living facility and guess what we're going to do when we go visit grandma we're going to pack stuff or we're going to help her purge her things and that's a that's a conversation they need to be having as well about what is it that is really encompassing these visits and how engaged are you expecting them to be um Kids don't necessarily like those conversations um, because it's change and kids like to know that grandma's house is always going to be grandma's house. Um, But those are those are important conversations to have. Um, January is also a good time for you to start having some conversations about the next year and their academic, their grades are going to come in. You're going to need to have those conversations about um, what grades they got 
What are they planning on taking this spring semester? Um, let's say um, that they did not make the mark in terms of one of the classes. That's an important class in that major. Is now a good time to have conversations? You know, go back and listen to one of our, our uh, episodes around changing majors and things like that. Um, there should be an opportunity there to have those conversations. Those academic conversations do need to happen. Um, and this is a good time to do it. Um, yeah. And, there, and it's also a good time to think ahead to whenever their college has spring break. Mm-hmm. Are they coming home? Are they planning a trip with friends? Are they able to stay on campus? Is yeah. that something? Because especially if they are older and have an internship or student teaching or something, the place where their internship is is not going to be closed for their spring break necessarily. Right. right. Um, so figuring out what are their plans for that break and then for the upcoming summer. and. Right. This doesn't mean that they need to go back to school in January with a plan for the summer. No. But there should be some talk about, well, are you going to spend the summer at home right. and they're in to get a job? Are you going to get a job somewhere else? Does your school encourage internships right from the first summer? Mm-hmm. Um, is Are there jobs on campus? Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of schools during which the, the spring semester is the time during which you might fill out an application to be an orientation leader mm-hmm. or to do other work on campus during the summer. Right. Um, and a lot of students find that really fun. They don't, no offense to you, families, but right. sometimes they don't want to come home for the whole summer. No. Um, they want to, you know, stay on campus or do something a bit different that's a little bit more independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that conversation about, you know, what at least what are you thinking and what might you do it's a good time to start that. And there's, these are also for students, a nice opportunity for them to potentially be on campus for the whole summer. Um, some of these activities do take the whole summer. When I worked at Boston university, for instance, they have a very robust conference and events program and they literally run most of their residence halls like hotels, um, all summer long. And so they need students to help do that work. And that's a lot of work. And they hire hundreds of students to do it. And uh, it works out for them. So, um, you know, different schools have different needs. And the students uh, get an opportunity to continue to take classes and Mm -hmm. maybe even get ahead, um, while at the same time earning some money and have housing on campus. So there's things that they should be considering um, and having those conversations with you during that break. So we're going to take one last break and then we're going to talk a little bit at the end about what happens if your student comes back either this weekend for Thanksgiving or during the winter break and says, I don't want to go back to school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You panic. That's what happens. (laughs) Don't panic. Twin XL is supported by Sunstein, Kahn, Murphy & Timbers, a boutique law firm specializing in intellectual property. Sunstein's attorneys are passionate representatives of their clients' ideas, technologies, and brands. And Sunstein's broad range of expertise in the intellectual property field, including patent and trademark litigation, sets it apart from the competition. Visit Sunstein at sunsteinlaw.com. That's S-U-N-S-T-E-I-N-Law.com. Contact Sunstein to see how your intellectual property can be winning intellectual property. I got a question. You guys know so much about women. How come you're here at like a gas and sip on a Saturday night completely alone drinking beers with no women anywhere? By choice, man. That's right, man. It's a conscious choice. It's a choice, man. I see students come in and they are literally hyperventilating. 
I don't want to come back. I don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And you're, and you, you need to put it into perspective for them and say, where is this coming from? And I can't tell you how many times I've had a student and that the reason they don't want to come back has nothing to do with school. It has to do with home. Mm -hmm. And the home stuff is so complicated and so messed up. And they think that for whatever reason, they can be home and take care of it because they're worried about younger siblings or they're worried about um, a divorce situation or whatever the case may be. And they're so worried about what's happening at home. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart because they're so hell bent on not coming back, even though they have like, cause, cause how many times have we seen a student who's really happy? Mm. And, and the people always think that it's going to be, they're miserable and that's why they don't want to come back. But there's a lot of students who are happy and then they say, I can't come back. And yeah. you go, why? And they just, it, and then it all kind of turns into this whole big mess back home. Mm-hmm. And it just breaks my heart. And I, I see that so much with our, fest, our first gen students who are just so happy at school and so happy to be getting that opportunity to be at school. And because of the conversations that they don't get back home with parents because parents don't necessarily have a frame of reference. Um, I had an RA one time who was a first-gen student, and every weekend she would have to go home that she wasn't on call um, to go help her mother care for her grandmother. Mm. So that way her mother could go, you know, go work or go shopping or do whatever she had to do. And she always had to be home and the family didn't understand that she had to be on call and had to do some things on campus. And she finally said, I'm going to give up being here because I just have to be home. Mm. And it just broke my heart because it, you know, I had to call the mother, even though it was a massive FERPA violation, but (laughs) uh, cut that. No, I mean, (laughs) she's what she's going to sue me now. (laughs) The kid ended up graduating. So guess what? That's good. Good. Sue me. So, yeah. Anyway. So, and I think, you know, there are, there are going to be a couple of reasons that a student may go home at the end of the semester or even again during, during the Thanksgiving break and just be like, I don't want to go back. Or like after the semester's over, I don't know if I can finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be home stuff. It might be that they are concerned with something that's going on at home with all of you and your family, or it could be that they're just, it didn't go well. Their grades suck. They're not really happy with what they're doing. Or other stuff. There's right. there's a million reasons. Right. Um, but I think there are ways that the family can have a good conversation about what's happening. I do I do want to say, though, and similar or kind of corollary to what Laura was just talking about, I have had many, many conversations with students over the years that were about their fear of going home for the break when grades were about to come out because they could not possibly face their family mm-hmm. and tell them about the bad grades they were getting. Yeah. And I think... You know, unfortunately, sometimes we we think we have done a good job and we have done a good job with our children, like mm-hmm. reassuring them that we are ready to hear whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we love them anyway. But sometimes it's hard. I mean, I have told my daughter 80 zillion times that the school nurse doesn't give shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the teacher has told her. I have told her. The nurse has told her. But, but mommy, Nurse Georgie gives shots. No, no, <laughs> There's no, no convincing her. No. So sometimes the fear, yeah. right, is going to outweigh yeah. the rational reality of like, yes, mom, mom and dad and grandma and whoever at home might be disappointed, but they love you and mm-hmm. they're going to still love you and figure it out even if you failed chemistry. Right. 
Um, but some things to think about if you do end up having that conversation is, is yes, why? What mm-hmm. Can you get at why they don't want to go back? Is right. it their grades? Are they concerned? Is there something going on at home? Is there a sick family member mm-hmm. or, you know, something that they are having either a very real or an imagined idea that they need to be responsible mm-hmm. for it. And this may be a link to finances. It yes. may be linked to um, any level of things happening at home, like Beth said. But, you know, finding out the why is super important. Um, and, we, being, and being honest with them, if there truly is something at home, if the finances aren't going to work or if you really do need them to be mm-hmm. involved in something, then don't, like, you too, don't, like, pretzel yourself to let them stay if it's not feasible for your family. Correct. But I think um, there's di- there's a difference between, there's some distance between going back and never going back. Right. Um, people can take a semester off. People can mm-hmm. take a year off. There's yeah. different there's different ways to navigate situations right. like this. And this is where it's important for you to do your research and go into the institution's website and determine, and, and this is where at the end of the pod, we always talk about how to reach out to us and how to, how to connect. That if you don't know where to start, don't be afraid to either tweet at us, put it on our Facebook page, or send us an email that, you know, my kid came back and I don't even know where to start to find this information on the school's website. Um, but there is certain rules about when you can withdraw without penalty, when you can get a refund back, what kind of refund, what's the scalable refund, all that sort of thing. Um, some institutions, because of the type of housing they have, you are in a one-year lease on housing, whereas other institutions, it's semester to semester. Um, you need to know what's what's happening so that when you're making these plans, you can you can move forward. Some institutions have a have a um, have basically a, a, a withdrawal process, um, and some have a leave of absence process. Leave of absence is very different because it is a break. It's what Beth just said. You are, you're on a break from the institution with an opportunity to come back as long as you're in good standing. If you take a break when someone is not in good academic standing, that's a different break. Some institutions say now you have to reapply or now you have to show academic progress elsewhere before we'll let you reapply. You got to get all your ducks in a row. And that is something that you may need some help with. It may also mean you have to sit down, put a, put a pen to paper, and write it all down so that you know what's out there and what the opportunities are. Because sometimes the student just wants to throw their hands up and just say, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And you that may not be in the best interest of the kid. Um, you should also be looking, frankly, at what kind of major they're in and what kind of academic progress they can have at their institution. If they're at a small institution, sometimes some classes are not offered uh, both semesters. Right. And if they're taking that second semester off, now you're really taking a year off Mm -hmm. because now their whole order of classes is all off. Um, So you've got to kind of think these things through before making that decision. if your kid comes back and says, I absolutely don't want to go back. We had a, a parent like this in the group last year, and the student was just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go back. Um, after the, the winter break, the student did end up going back, but had a plan of attack to transfer in the fall of the sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And that actually gave the student 
um, basically an eye on the prize to say, okay, I'm going to apply to some of these other institutions that I had already gotten into coming out of high school. Um, and these are places I probably should have gone to instead of the place I opted to. Um, and the reason they opted to go to that institution they were at is not the issue. The bottom line is they weren't a hundred percent in it to win it. And that definitely impacted their ability to stay focused and their ability to find connection and, and enjoy where they were at. Um, so giving them and say, Hey, you know what, if you can stick it out for the rest of the year, um, and just really put your nose and put your nose into the books and get it done and make sure you've got that's that full year of showing academic progress. His grades were great. I mean, mm-hmm. this is one of the things that often that also happens. Somebody can come out of the fall semester and have a 4.0, but they say, you know, I, yeah, I have great grades. The only person I talk to is my faculty. I have no friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have a co-curricular life. I'm really not enjoying it here. Um, that's, that's not a, that's not what you want to necessarily hear from your kid. A great GPA does not mean a great, uh, sense of self. And, um, you know, you want them to be able to, to have both. Um, so. So the, the basics, the basics, (laughs) I'm doing well today. Um, basics of this are that, you know, if they come back, particularly at the beginning of winter break, you've got time mm-hmm. to have this conversation. Right. So if they, if they kind of like walk in the door, drop their bag and they're like, mom, dad, whoever, I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, uh, have that conversation after they have been rested for a few days. Um, try to get at the why, try to figure out what, what it is that's motivating them to say that. Find out if they can finish out the year. Yep. Um, as Laura said, there are going to be courses that are only offered in the spring or only offered in the fall. It could set them back quite a bit. Um, but, you know, and especially over the winter break, which is longer, it's not one conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be a conversation to find out why and then another one to talk about the plan. Um, encourage them to talk with someone from their college's registrar's office um, and their advisor. Right. Whoever, whoever that might be, if it's a faculty member or a professional advisor, which is something we talked about in our Uh, episode about changing majors Mm -hmm. but those are the folks the registrar and the advisor are the people who know what the roadmap is to graduation yep and also usually know the deadlines in the academic calendar about refunds and and things like that Mm -hmm. so those that's the kind of conversation that the student needs to have to know okay if I take a leave for the spring semester where does that put me versus Mm -hmm. if I can do the spring semester and then I take next year off or next fall or transfer. Like, what are the things I mm-hmm. need to know? Mm-hmm. Um, these are the sorts of things that it, it's going to be important for everyone, as Laura said, to get your ducks in a row and do that research so that yeah. it's not just done kind of quickly and without thought. Right. Um, and, and just to be honest with you, there are people on campus, like pro tip, there's people still working on campus during the break. It may not be a, a, every <laughs> single human, uh, but there are people in the registrar's office, there's people in financial aid and the bursar, places where you paid the bills. Those people are around and you can call them typically from say it because it's still set up this way in most schools christmas to new year's is closed Mm -hmm. um some state schools do have people on campus during that period of time um but it does depend on the academic calendar and when um 
when the holidays hit and that sort of thing. But there's, if you call the campus, typically they will have an outgoing message that says what their hours are going to be during the holiday. Or even on the website, I've seen banners that go pop up during the break saying the college is closed or the Mm -hmm. university is closed for certain days. Don't be afraid to make a phone call. You may not get the person who your student is like, well, I always talk to Beth Grampetro. She's always the one I talk to. Well, Beth may actually be someplace else, but somebody's going to be around and someone's going to be able to say, like, here's what's going on. So um, don't think that you're on your own for this. There are people on the campus who may be able to help you. Now, I am going to be really honest about this and say, do not call the admissions office. Okay, because the admissions office is the last place that you're going to want to call because a lot of them are going to say, no, 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 you don't want to go anywhere. And that's not the office. You want to call the registrar Mm -hmm. or you want to call the advising office if there's an academic advising office. Those are the two you want to start with. Okay, if you're lost and you don't know where to go, call the vice president for student affairs office and say, I don't know where to go. Someone help me. And someone there will be able to help you and direct you to the right office. So, is everyone just excited and pumped for break now? No, but you see, no, we don't want to go out on a thing. So, I want to say something positive. So, yes. breaks are awesome because it gives you an opportunity to see the growth in your child. Mm-hmm. And it gives you an opportunity to say, you know what? This is a kid who's growing into a young adult who has got some passion and excitement for their life. And one of the parents that we had in the group last year, um, her son went off to uh, school and she kept saying, I just don't know if he's happy. I don't know if he's happy. I'm like, why do you not think he's happy? Well, he's not social like I was and he's not going to parties like I was and he's not doing these things. And I said, when, and I went to high school with this woman and I said, you were a rager in high school. You did not, you did, you did not, your, your sense of what's fun is very different from your own kids. Find out what makes them happy. Find out why they're happy at their institution. See what's really getting them jazzed up. That is going to be a really great opportunity for you. And you may not understand what they're doing in class. You may not understand what they're doing outside of class. But if they're happy, find out why they're happy and feel good about that. Because guess what, mom and dad, you did a good job because you have a kid who is excited and engaged in their own uh, in their own life and they feel good about a decision that they've made and which is, you know, wherever they ended up. Um, and, you know, it's fun to spend some time with them, okay? And also have them clean out their closet because <laughs> it's important. Seriously. So uh, before we wrap up Housekeeping Corner, um, <laughs> this is going to be our last episode of 2019. <gasps> last episode of the decade um because frankly all it's just gonna you know holiday time bonkers we've got got shit to wrap there's there's a lot of stuff happening (laughs) but we are excited to come back in 2020 Mm -hmm. with more episodes for you yes um we also um might have some fun new surprises when when the new year begins in the meantime we would love uh, specifically in a future episode to answer some listener questions. We want a mailbag. We need yeah. a mailbag jingle. Is there like a, is there, a mailbag what's jingle? What's the sound of mail falling into a bag? <laughs> letters. We get letters. 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 Yes, exactly. Shout out to. Yeah. 
Sorry, we stole your letters, Jingle, Dave Letterman. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, tweet us your questions. We are on Twitter at TwinXLPod. You can email us at TwinXLPod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also search for TwinXL on Facebook. We have a page on there. You can ask us any of your college mm-hmm. parenting questions. We would love to answer them. Um, in a future episode, you can even email us a voice memo if you would like to hear the dulcet tones of your own voice yes. on this show. Which would be fun. Which would be so fun. I bet lots of you have a great voice. So, let's hear it. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Oh my God. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's the one? <laughs> That's kind oh of sad. Um, <laughs> so, please do get in touch with us. Oh. We would love to hear from you. Um, this, Sorry, as always... Sorry, what would you like, Laura? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want something that's, like, got a little... Up. Got any Laura Branigan? <laughs> as a matter of fact. <laughs> so, please get in touch with us. Oh, and if you would like to support us, we are on Patreon. You can, again, find us at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 per month. We would love that if you would like to throw us some coins. And... I believe we're about to have Gloria take us yes, out. <laughs> um, thank you to Brewster, our- New York. <laughs> Laura Brannigan. We're losing it. Uh, thank you so much to Dave Yaz. And this is a Pod 617 production. Yay. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. You're always on the run now. I hate you. Can you add $7,500 more to my card? Mom! I think you got